Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want to help you feel confident in your role of raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm your host, Joshua Humpa. I'm the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God for the past six years and parent of two spectacular kids. And while you listen to this episode, if there's anybody that's in your life that you think would really benefit from hearing this, go ahead and share this with them. In this episode, we're going to share an easy way to use your discipline to help lead your kids closer to Jesus and help you know that you got this. Hey, welcome back to The Confident Parent. I am excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking about discipline. Woohoo! Every parent's favorite thing to talk about, every single thing, that, the favorite thing that they like to do with their kids, right? We wake up just excited to discipline our kids. Absolutely not. That is total sarcasm, in case you were wondering. Uh, I hate discipline. <laughs> I hate that we have to discipline our kids. I wish that all of our kids would just be born being these model citizens, respectable, honoring all the time, just the nicest people you've ever met. But the truth is uh, that all people are evil. The truth is that all people are born with a sinful nature, a desire to be selfish, um, to want what we want when we want it, and that happens with our kids. And so that's where discipline comes in. It's something that we all have to do. And once we recognize that people are born with a sinful nature and that that they need correction, that'll help us. So today, I just want to share with you for the next few minutes uh, some tips and tricks and kind of the philosophy that uh, that my wife and I use in our house and just up front, being honest, we are not perfect, okay? We we understand and recognize and know that we do not get this right every time and that you might even have a system that's even better than ours. But I want to share with you uh, something that we believe is biblical. Um, it's a practice that has been beneficial in our home, uh, has helped our kids so far. I guess it's kind of a science experiment. We'll see in another 20 years from now whether or not <laughs> our discipline uh, measures worked, um, but we've considered it, we've prayed about it, we've thought a lot about it, and we're on the same page when it comes to disciplining our kids. And so just want to share with you um, what we do. And so it can all be summed up in just one sentence, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, But just wanted to, real quick, before we dived into it, just remind you, these are things that you probably already know, but each kid is different and requires a different strategy with discipline. You know, if you have three kids, uh, let's say two boys and a girl, each of them are going to need different ways of being disciplined. You know, if you want to instruct them and love them and help them get on the right path, they're going to need different areas, or different areas of, of, of strategy. So one might be a social butterfly, and the thing that's going to connect with them the most is when they have to have alone time. Or you might have one of your kids that just is all about their toys and their things, and once you take something away, that is what rattles their home and, and really helps them understand what you're trying to communicate to them. So each kid is different. And, uh, you know, with all of this leading into this, we never want to discipline out of anger, right? We may feel anger or be upset with the choices that our kids have made, that they're not um, being helpful or listening and obeying, or they've hurt somebody. That might stir anger in us, but we don't want to react or make choices out of that anger. Um, we want to as much as possible. We want to discipline out of love and direction. That's the point of discipline is to show them love protection that we want you we want you to be blessed and make good choices learn from your mistakes uh, and then point them in the right direction and so that's the idea that my wife and I when we come to our discipline 
the, the way that we go, and I encourage parents to go as well. And so here's kind of the one line that we use in our home. Uh, there's even a little jingle that goes with it, which we'll get to in a second. But the line that we use, the philosophy, the understanding from, from the Bible that we, get, we use is, listen and obey the first time right away. Listen and obey the first time right away. And then there's even actions that go with it. So you can't see it, see what I'm doing, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you. Uh, so listen, point to your ear. Listen and obey. Obey is you point to your heart. Listen and obey the first time right away. And then you just hold up one finger. So listen with your ear. Obey with your heart. First time, one finger. Listen and obey the first time right away. Now, the idea of getting like a jingle for it or kind of making it like this like rhyme thing it came from my friend Hernando Melo. Uh, I was at a party with him, um, like a graduation party, and we're talking about like discipline and what we do and stuff. And he said that they've made into a song for their kids because then it's easier to remember. And all he has to do to remind them is just sing that little little song, that little ditty. And the kids are like, oh, yep, I got it. I remember it. And then it becomes kind of like this anthem in their home. And I was like, dude, that is genius. And so he might have even been the one that came up with this list a little bit. I think his is a little bit different. Uh, but we adopted that from there. Uh, from from the conversation that he had, listen and obey the first time right away. And that has changed our home. And so the idea is, hey, kid, the expectation, the standard in our home is that you are going to listen and obey the first time you're asked. We're not going to be telling you six times to pick up your dirty socks off the floor and put them in, the, in, the, in your dirty clothes basket. Like first time obedience is key. And so this concept of this idea um, it, it comes from the Bible. It comes from what God's expectation is for us as people. Um, in the Old Testament, with the very first king, King Saul, and uh, the prophet that was like the big time at that time, Samuel, Saul had this situation where he was waiting for the prophet to come and do the sacrifice to God before they made this big decision. And uh, Saul was getting antsy. And, you know, this is brand new territory for them because this country has never had a king before. Uh, Samuel, as the role as the prophet, kind of was like the role of a king, but not really. It was just kind of God's spokesperson. So this was all different. But Saul, who was king, knew that he should not be doing the sacrifice. He should not be he should not be leading this kind of ceremony with the people. But that was specifically Samuel's job. That was what Samuel was supposed to do. Saul as king had a different role and responsibility, very clear from God. And so Saul um, he, he did the sacrifice, and when Samuel, the prophet, came up, he was like, dude, what are you doing? And Saul was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this for God, and it's going to be okay, and I, and I knew I shouldn't have done it right, right now, but, you know, it's okay, because it's still a good thing for God, right? And Samuel goes, no, to God, obedience is better than sacrifice, which means first-time obedience is better than saying I'm sorry. Like, God, <laughs> even if you're doing something that's good. God would much rather you obey the first time than go through these other motions and then have to make up for it and all that stuff. That God expects you to obey the first time. You know, when it, when we sin, all it takes is one time of sinning, the first time that we sin, to completely mess up the plan of God, to completely uh, wipe us away from having a relationship with God, to needing Jesus to forgive us. It's the first time we sin. You know, God expects first-time obedience. The first time Adam sinned, the first time Eve sinned, it messed up everything. God expected them to be the first time right away. Um, with Jonah, um, if you're familiar with Jonah and the whale, or Jonah and the big fish, God told Jonah to go talk to these people, the Ninevites, who are totally crazy barbarians, uh, to go tell them about God, and he was going to go punish them unless they totally repented and changed their ways. 
And did Jonah listen and obey the first time right away? No, he did not. In fact, he went the complete opposite way of what God said. And there were consequences that followed. God, you know, this big storm. Jonah jumped out of the boat, got swallowed by a big fish. God sent him to Nineveh. <laughs> but God's expectation for us is to listen and obey the first time right away. If God asks you or tells you to do something, God expects you to do it the first time and not prolonged obedience. Like God doesn't want to tell you six times to not lie. Like God expects you to obey the first time. And so in our home, we've adopted the same kind of philosophy or mindset that in order to help our kids understand that God expects first time obedience. And if I am God's authority that he's put in your life to help lead you closer to him, well, then you're going to listen and obey the first time right away. It's not this, I'm going to tell you three times to do it, and then there's a consequence. It's first-time obedience. God doesn't want us to, hey, don't murder somebody. Okay, don't murder them. I'm going to tell you one more time, don't murder them. No, God wants us to listen and obey the first time. And so that's what God expects of us. And so with our kids, it's first-time obedience. Um, if they don't do it the first time, well, then there's a consequence. And the consequence varies on whatever the crime is. You know, if it's something small like not putting your socks in the dirty clothes, then it could just be, hey, a, a two-minute timeout. If it's like, hey, I've asked you to go to bed now. It's bedtime and you're like running around the house. Maybe there'll be a bigger consequence. Like you get a toy taken away tomorrow that you can't play with. Or if it's something like super big, like she's breaking stuff at church and calling people bad names and causing chaos, well, then there's going to be a bigger consequence that way than if she's not putting her sock in her dirty clothes. Does that make sense? So the, the punishment has to fit the crime. But first-time obedience, she knows, our kids know, that, hey, if we tell you to do something first time right away, not to lay on the floor and, like, I'll do it in a second, first time, or there's immediately a consequence. You know, we see it with a lot of families. Uh, the struggle with obedience is this, this delayed response that, hey, I've asked you to do something, but I'm not going to follow through right away. And so what happens is there's this training and conditioning with kids that they know that they can just kind of fluff it off and wait until mom gets real serious about it. And so then this is the cycle that comes into frustrations and then there's yelling in the home and it just becomes this big mess. Uh, and it's because kids are bad. Kids are just bad kids. People, all of us just, we start off bad. We're selfish. And so kids are going to try and get away with as much as they can. They're going to push the envelope. Um, and so we want to teach our kids first time obedience. That first time I ask you, there will be a consequence if you do not do it the right, the first time right away, because that's what God expects of us. And as a follow up to that, um, what we try to do in our home is whenever there is a discipline factor, and thankfully, we're at a point where with our four-year-old daughter, it's not a daily thing. Like most times she's in this habit that she knows first time obedience. If mom and dad um, ask me to make my bed, I'm going to go make my bed right now because otherwise there's going to be a consequence. Um, but in the times that that my kids do do something like that, let's say they take a time out or we take a toy away, um, there's always some sort of follow-up at the end. And so let's say, for example, she doesn't put her socks in the dirty clothes. And I've, I had to ask her, she didn't do it right away. Had her take a two-minute timeout. When the two-minute timeout's done, I have her come to me and kind of talk about why she was on the timeout. Like, why did we have to go through this discipline factor? And have her explain it. And most times, um, for my daughter, she's able to comprehend what she did wrong, what the consequence, you know, why there was a consequence. 
and then what to do differently next time. And this is key for for all parents. Like if you can do this, then you are totally nailing it as a parent. Like you're doing you're doing it right. Is when you can tie it back to Jesus. You know, for parents, we want to model our faith and talk about Jesus often. That's how you you be a great parent spiritually. Model your faith and talk about Jesus often. If you can then have that in that follow up conversation, tell them like, listen, I asked you to do this the first time and you didn't do it. God expects us to obey Him the first time, and if we don't obey Him then there's consequences or, or good things aren't able to happen or God's unable to bless us. And so, just like I asked you to pick up your stuff, God wants you to do that as well. Or even more practical, like, hey, it is your responsibility as a family to pick up after yourself. You know, God has, has given us each a role in our family and your role for this time is to help with your stuff to, for you to be responsible, that God trusts you and he'll trust you with more if you're obedient with more, if he sees that you're trustworthy. And so anytime that you can tie it back to God or your, our relationship with Jesus, um, like, hey, how does it, how do you think it made me feel when you talked back to me that way? You know, how do you think, how does it make you feel knowing that you hurt me? Now, how does it make Jesus feel that you said this, this mean thing to another person? Um, how do you think this makes, do you think this makes Jesus feel good, happy? Is he pleased? Is he unpleased? Is he sad? Um, if, Maybe a, they're arguing with a cousin or a family member or a friend. Um, you know, it's like, hey, what did Jesus do when people were being mean to him? You know, did Jesus yell back that he didn't like them and, and totally be, you know, just totally rough? No. When people were killing him, Jesus just let it happen and he was, he was okay with it. And he prayed for them. He prayed that God would forgive them even though they were being mean to them. So if you can ever, on your, in your follow-up conversation, tie it back to Jesus, then you're doing it then you're helping your kids understand this is why this is so important. It's not just because I said so, but that there's actual meaning and value behind the discipline. Because why do we discipline? We want to do it out of love and direction back to God, that we love our kids. We want to protect them. We want them to be set up for success in the future. But then also we want to direct them into who God created them to be. And so a consequence needs to happen as part of the punishment that there is, you know, there is real life consequences for bad choices um, but then also the follow-up, the loving, um, the grace-filled part where we let our kids know that we love them. And so then we'll, what I always do is then I give them a big hug. I tell them how much I love them, you know, tell them something nice, you know, th- about them. And it's not that I'm trying to like soften the blow or anything, but it's this idea of grace and truth, right? So that with the gospel, with God's love, uh, God is very clear in, in his direction towards us that there is truth. That there is a right and a wrong, that there's a good way to live and there's a way that, that will harm you. There is absolute truth in this world when it comes to God and in the way that he created the world. But there's also grace, that God is a God of grace and mercy, that he is kind to us, that if we come running back to him, that he will open arms, accept us, and love us. And so we want to have that balance with our kids too, that there's grace and truth in our interactions and love with our kids. And so... Just kind of a recap of all that. Listen and obey the first time right away. A consequence will follow depending on the crime if there is not a direct obedience the first time. Um, if it's like, hey, get your shoes on, kid, and you start running the opposite way, well, hey, then, then maybe you don't get this toy when we, on, our, on our way to wherever we're going or whatever. First time obedience, consequence that follows, and then follow-up conversation with that um, after a little bit of time has gone by to explain this is why we did this, why there was a consequence, why this is our rules in our home, and this is how it ties back to Jesus and what God expects of us for our lives 
and how God can bless our lives when we obey him. Now, another trick to this is consistency. This will only work if you keep doing it over and over and over again. It will not work if you try it once a day and then you kind of stop and go back to your whatever. Or if you try it three times on Thursday, but then Friday it's a free-for-all and you can just, you know, I'm going to tell you three times to pick up your stuff. Consistency. So if you're going to try this, if you're going to do take this method of discipline, a first-time right-away obedience, then you just got to make it your thing. Like That's what you do is consistency. And you can make it even even the consequences even more um, you know, extreme for your older kids if you need to. It's like I was just talking to a mom today who has a 13-year-old son who started to get like real bad attitude and they would correct it and it got to a point where, you know, they try and walk him through it and balance between like what is like developmental, what is him being disobedient. It got to a point where I was like, listen, dude, if you cock an attitude one more time, like you're not going to get to try out to be on this basketball team. And then they did it because he was, he got an attitude. And it's like, all right, man, one time you messed up. You knew what the consequences were going to be. And that's it. And so now the son was like devastated, right? Because basketball is life. But that's the consequence is that you didn't obey the first time. You knew the expectations and you didn't do it. And following through consistency, it's so hard, especially in those moments as parents. It's like, oh, it's like, I feel so bad that I'm doing this to you. But. There are real life consequences when you make mistakes in the real world and the consequences and, and mistakes that you're making now are so small to what they can be in comparison when you're an adult. And so I want to help you learn who God created you to be now so that you don't make mistakes in the future. That you can understand these, these ideas and these truths now. And so consistency, it's going to be hard, but being consistent and doing it on a regular basis, like this is your new thing, man, your family will be transformed once you start doing this. And in the beginning, if you're transitioning to, to doing this, it, it might be hard. It might be a real challenge for your kids to get on board. But once they see that mom and dad are serious, first time, they're going to start doing, they're going to start listening the first time right away. And you know, this will help with this, this idea that a lot of kids are struggling with or young adults of this prolonged adolescence, right? That kids are staying in the home longer and having this less of this like, I'm going to go do it my own self. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm just going to rely on mom and dad because when they know first time right away, there is an expectation and responsibility that comes with that. And so they become people that are more responsible, that are ready to just jump on the opportunities and make it happen. And so if you want your kids to, to be responsible, solid adults that have a great relationship with Jesus, then I encourage you to do this. Listen and obey the first time right away. There's a consequence that's going to follow afterwards. And then have that pull it back, have a follow-up conversation and point it all back to God and who God created us to be. Now, uh, kind of as like an epilogue to this discipline thing, um, you know, as parents, we are trusted with our kids and it's our, our responsibility from God to discipline them and help our kids um, have a relationship with God. Um, and so there's kind of a double side in this thing where we have to work like it's all up to us but then we also have to pray for our kid like it's all up to God. And so this is what I want to encourage you to do. Um, if your kid's struggling, what I want to encourage, encourage you to do is absolutely do the first time obedience thing, but also to pray for your child's heart. Um, you can pray for your own self. You know, God, give me wisdom. Help me figure out how to help this kid. I am, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. Um, but the best prayer that you could ever pray for your kid is to pray for their heart. 
pray that God would change their heart from the inside out, that God would help them to understand these concepts and ideas, uh, this truth that God has for life, and that this would, it would just click inside of them. Because you, you can see, it's like, if you have a troubled kid, it's like you could do every single discipline thing that you could ever try, and it may not be enough. I mean, you look at all the people that are stuck in jail that they just become hardened when they're in there and they're faced with society's harshest consequences. And it's not like it's changing them. It's just these are the consequences. The only thing that can change a person's heart, can change who they are from the inside, is God. Is God changing them and helping them understand what mistakes they've made, how much we need him, how things are better God's way. And so I want to encourage you, discipline Absolutely, we need to. But also, just as much, pray for your child's heart. Pray that God would change them from the inside out, discover and become who he created them to be, that they would learn from these simple mistakes now so that in the future they would be obedient to Christ the first time. That when they're tempted with even greater sins, that they would know, first time, no, 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 I'm not even going to mess with it. First time obedience. I'm going to listen and obey God right away. Even when I have this opportunity to, to lie, cheat, steal, whatever, I'm not even going to mess with it because I've been I've been trained since I was a kid. First time obedience. So I want to encourage you. You got this. Disciplining is hard and, and we're all trying to figure out how to make this work the best for our families. Each kid is different. Each kid needs discipline because we, we all have a sinful nature. We're all evil from birth. Uh, we don't need to be taught how to be bad. We need to be taught how to respect people, how to be selfless. And so you got this. Listen and obey the first time right away. Hey, and if you try this, please let me know. I want to hear about how things are going for your family as you implement this in your home and how things have changed. Um, I want to hear your stories about how God is blessing your family as you implement these models, the models that God expects for all of us as people. So we're excited for you. We're praying that God will do great things in your family through first-time obedience. Today, we hope you feel more confident in your role as a parent and that your family's best days are ahead. Subscribe right now so that you'll always be the first to hear new content from the Confident Parent Podcast. And if you're excited about this, please let somebody know. You can send them a text right now about it. Our podcast will grow as you rate and review. So as episodes come out, please share with the world what you think. Oak Creek Assembly of God is a church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And if you live anywhere in the Milwaukee area, we invite you to come join us on our Sunday morning services at 8 and 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're all in when it comes to kids, and we know that your kid's going to love it. Hope to see you here soon. There's no perfect way to parent, and all of us are trying to figure out how to do this. We're praying for you and believing that the best is yet to come for your family.